Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Talent. I'm Nicole Fuqua, and you're listening to our audio series where we dig into issues related to talent acquisition. In today's episode, we're talking about speed. Over the past several years, the talent landscape has changed dramatically. In today's market, one of the biggest factors driving success in talent acquisition programs is simple but difficult to execute, and that's speed. Talent acquisition teams need to adapt quickly to changes, scaling up and down, and they need to have a process that moves candidates from application to offer in as little time as possible. To accomplish this, most internal TA teams need a little extra support, and that's where RPO providers step in. But how can the right partner speed up your process, making you more nimble and improving your candidate experience? Joining me again to talk about this is Rick Batori, People Scouts Managing Director of the Americas. Rick, welcome back, and thanks for joining me again. Thank you, uh, Nicole. Really uh, glad to be back here today. Wonderful. Thank you. And today we're talking about speed in the talent acquisition process. Can you tell me what role does speed play in that process? Yeah. You know, when you think about today, what we're seeing uh, just in general hiring, think about the number uh, of options that people are, are seeing, the pure volume of ads, whether it's uh, digital, web, social, uh, just driving through communities, people are going kind of old school with, you know, out of home uh, advertising. It's just so much coming at people. And so um, today, these these applicants, these job seekers just have more choices. And so if employers aren't moving fast with uh, the information they're putting in front of applicants, if they're not moving fast in uh, contacting folks and bringing them in, whether that's a virtual interview or live, um, they're going to lose folks. And we're, we're seeing more and more today uh, than anything is that those that provide a really strong, compelling offer early are often the ones that win. Um, you know, I was talking to a client who was running into um, some scenarios where between the time they made a job offer and uh, that we were able to onboard somebody, uh, there's like two or three other offers that were thrown at, at, uh, at folks which makes it just really, really challenging to stay ahead of it. So they've got to move fast. Um, the other thing is, you know, companies just are no longer competing with uh, folks in their neighborhoods. Um, there's gig work. We've talked about that in the past, which certainly provides a lot more flexibility. There's virtual work options that really expand every company's pool. And the key thing about this is that these competitors often uh, aren't using, not, you know, traditional recruiting processes. They've got automated enabled uh, processes to screen and select and even onboard folks that it just it just brings so much velocity to that process that if somebody's kind of still operating under the kind of model of uh, a high touch uh, a lot of phone work uh, it could it could slow down and they could lose some folks in that process um, we also see that gosh today employers need to be quick and sharing what that value proposition is uh, for working at their organization. They've got to make it easy for applicants to learn about what makes them special. Uh, and that's changing now more than ever. Um, so processes need to be tight, they need to be engaging. Uh, and then, you know, the speed point really comes down to, it's gotta be kind of candidate centric. Um, we're still seeing some that are recruiter centric or company first. Uh, and so, you know, if 
if speed's not a part of that, um, there's a high probability that those applicants um, aren't going to make it all the way through a process. What about looking at speed on sort of a market level? If there's anything we've learned from the past two and a half years, it's that the world and the business environment can change rapidly. So how does speed play a role for talent acquisition leaders reacting to those changes? Let me tell you, there's probably three key things that applicants have today more than they've ever had, and that's options, options, options. I think about it's work options, the type of jobs they do, it's compensation options, it's work-life balance options uh, that they've got. And so uh, you combine that with the fact that companies uh, are also experiencing kind of record level turnover, uh, which means oftentimes uh, they don't even have enough internal people to pursue these candidates. Or in some cases, you know, the knowledge around their business is left with key people who've left so it takes even longer to bring somebody through that at a process. And so when you start to magnify that, Nicole, across a number of areas, um, it really can, it can put a lot of kind of lag on uh, kind of the entire recruitment process. So just think about it. There's not enough folks uh, working at uh, ABC Manufacturing uh, to interview the folks that are in their pipeline. Uh, and then by the time they get that built, then they can't get enough people to apply at the top of the pipeline. So it's just this kind of vicious cycle um, that we see happening. So, you know, we're, you know, encouraging our clients to find that right balance of technology and people to make sure that um, what I would call kind of just the, the required processes uh, to bring somebody in and to learn about their organization and to get them hired, uh, that those are automated as much as possible uh, so, uh, as I mentioned, those things that I mentioned, if those are hitting an organization, uh, at least they've got some backup uh, to help. And so it really helps them be much more nimble, too, in that process that they've got in place. I think that word nimble is perfect. Now, I know you touched on it a bit, but can you tell me more about the importance of remaining nimble in today's market? When you think about uh, being nimble, you know, I think about being able to respond, being able to uh, kind of make things work with what you have uh, today. And so uh, oftentimes uh, organizations might have uh, a lot of paperwork that needs to get completed in order to bring somebody through. Uh, what we're seeing now is sometimes that that paperwork, uh, which required to onboard somebody's used to be a part of the uh, application process, for example, now it's being separated out. They're kind of stripping that out. Uh, they're finding ways to say, uh, can we get some quick information on someone rather than have them go through all the stages uh, where it'd be nice and easy for us? Um, how can we be nimble and just let them complete, you know, maybe two out of the five stages and then we want to connect with them. Um, we also see nimble when it comes to trying to respond, um, whether trying to scale up or scale down operations. Think about so much of uh, the businesses that out there that either are seasonal or have, um, you know, uh, just whatever, a hiring spike that may, may come in. A production company, you know, produces a new product, for example. Uh, you've got seasonal hiring, uh, certainly around the holidays, those types of things. Uh, and so you've got to be able to respond quickly to just huge swings in volume. Um, I would say whether you're a, uh, a small local company or a large organization trying to do it uh, nationally or even globally. Thank you. So you mentioned the importance of talent acquisition teams being able to scale up and down. So what options are there available for employers to be able to do that more effectively and efficiently? 
Yeah, sure. You know, um, the first is people are thinking probably, gosh, I could just add to my team. Um, but that's not always easy to do. As I mentioned earlier, just the turnover that we're seeing you know, with some of our clients uh, makes it real, real difficult. And so that's one that takes a, a lot of time. So I, I wouldn't say that that's quick. Um, you know, you can pull in resources from around the company. We've seen this happen too, uh, where folks say, gosh, I need to be able to I'll get a scope of work done or do a bunch of hiring. I'll go ahead and pull in from a bunch of other departments and have them help. Uh, but that leaves shortages. And quite honestly, the applicant experience can be inconsistent and oftentimes off-brand. Uh, companies look externally, right? So uh, oftentimes work can be done through a contingent workforce. Uh, there's some specific roles that can be handled like that. So organizations can quickly scale up and down um, using a workforce like that. But quite honestly, if uh, if a company's not working with uh, someone who's got a national footprint, for example, our People Ready brand, which has um, several hundred locations throughout the U.S., uh, it can be a real compliance challenge, right? But contingent workers is a is another great option. Um, some companies just try to deploy technology, uh, but honestly, that's not real quick either, uh, unless there's some plug and play that that they can do. Uh, and then, you know, the most common is to partner with uh, someone like People Scout, an RPO company who can provide kind of a suite of solutions. You know, everything from you need some immediate recruiter capability uh, to maybe support a specific project all the way through a fully outsourced solution. Um, and that's typically in partnership with talent acquisition, HR, business leaders, production leaders. Uh, and one of the things we tell folks um, is, and we think it's a big value proposition position of what we have here at People Scout is just to make sure uh, that you're talking with somebody who can kind of match to uh, your organization's critical processes. So you don't want to uh, change everything that works uh, for your organization just because there's a need to scale up quickly. And so having a partner who can kind of morph and fit uh, their solutions, their processes, and their technology and their people into what works best, uh, we see is uh, kind of the best kind of answer for that. Now, I know we've heard from talent leaders that they're really feeling that need for support, but maybe a full RPO program seems overwhelming or maybe just a little bit more support than they might be looking for. So what options are there for employers who need some help but aren't necessarily interested in that full RPO partnership? Well, there's a, a handful of options uh, that are available. Uh, you know, I mentioned really quickly, you know, kind of an immediate recruiter. You know, here at People Scout, we we call it recruiter on demand. Uh, kind of think about um, a recruiter or a number of recruiters that are available, kind of on loan, right? So an organization uh, doesn't necessarily need help in process, doesn't necessarily need help in technology, but they just got this burst where, where they need some folks, and and they might need help just in certain parts of the process. It, it might be relative to the work they're doing, either trying to source, screen. Uh, maybe there's a, just a ton of interviewing that needs to get done, or uh, they could say, "Gosh, we want to we want to outsource that whole process, but you know, give us give us your recruiters uh, and let them let us lead them, let us um, weave them into our processes." And so, you know, that's one um, that is often used because it is quick um, and it's uh, oftentimes easy to get started. We are also seeing a good portion of, of clients moving to kind of the partial RPO, right? Where they'll take those stages that I talked about, maybe sourcing, screening, selecting, um, 
and they'll integrate uh, portions of that and then also portions of technologies uh, to help support that. And so it makes it very uh, easy to kind of get started or carve out portions of a process and hand those over. Um, the other thing I would say is that I think there's been a lot of work too. I know we've invested pretty heavily in, at People Scout in our Phoenix technology to be able to bring these solutions uh, to customers in kind of these bite-sized um, packets, if you will. So we can we can work with somebody certainly on a full-blown integration, full-blown implementation, but the ability to also kind of uh, come at this strategically with point solutions can be done, and that can be done in many cases in a matter of weeks and so sometimes where uh, we hear from folks gosh it just seems like a really really big project we're able to talk to them about you know implementing our processes and our phoenix technology uh, to move a little faster in those areas and so we talk about you know speed in a way that an rpo organization can really help a business it's in exploring options like this Thank you. Now, I want to go back to the beginning of our conversation about the role of speed in the candidate experience. Can you expand on why this type of speed is so critical right now? Yeah, I think I said they had options, options, and options, right? Um, so, um, and really, that's true. Job seekers really have more available to them today than they've ever had. Uh, and we think it's going to continue that way for some time. Um, think about it. Um, job seekers, oftentimes, they'd be willing to wait for a callback or an interview, uh, not anymore. Uh, today, they're looking to control that timeline. Uh, and if they can't, um, they're gonna find it uh, through someone else relatively quickly and relatively easily. Um, and so, uh, you know, from a candidate standpoint, employers need to make sure that applicants have uh, kind of what I call kind of a self-service their way through things, right? Um, where they have the ability to control their next appointment, they have the, the ability to control maybe sections of what they complete at what time uh, in the process. And, and then again, really getting laser focused on only asking the questions that are required uh, to get that applicant to the next stage. Um, at People Scout, you know, we're working with our clients to really understand every stage of that recruitment funnel. You can imagine everything from sourcing all the way through, um, you know, them starting on their job, or even in some cases, you know, their first 30 or 60 days in. And so um, part of that experience for the candidate is what happens at each one of those individual stages. And so we're working with folks to evaluate each one of those phases, looking at where we can improve processes, where we can plug in our folks to add value, what technology can be put in uh, to enhance that experience uh, for that candidate. Uh, all the time, you know, with a with a keen eye to reduce friction and to drive drive a greater uh, throughput and greater experience for that candidate. Um, any one of those things, and you know, you can look at uh, a great conversation with a with a recruiter who really understands the job, and that's the compelling discussion uh, for a candidate to to make that final decision. But making sure that everything else is done first, um, that's required to get done first. Uh, if that's going to be enabled through technology, for example, it's going to get better experience for the candidate and uh, make it more rewarding for the organization. And so, um, you know, again, we would we would look to um, encourage clients to partner with an RPO rather than trying to do this on their own. You can think about looking at 
the funnel, we call it kind of that recruitment funnel. And, and yes, an organization can get really strong and got a lot of data and they can look at ways to improve. But when you're partnering with an outside firm, there's the ability to get knowledge from a broad base of industries, a broad base of clients. And right now, everybody's got the same challenge of pursuing some of the uh, top talent that's out there today. I know you mentioned earlier that we're seeing employers that are losing candidates because they're too slow to get an offer out and other employers are moving more quickly. Can you expand on some of the challenges that employers may be seeing because their process is too slow? Yeah, sure. You know, I think one of the the things that I come back to is brand. You know, there, there are some fantastic brands that we have an opportunity to work with, um, some that we obviously don't. And, and Brandon, in many cases, was enough. Um, you know, the process didn't need to be efficient. Uh, location used to be enough, right? And speed wasn't important. And then, you know, the ability to have kind of upward mobility in the organization was often enough. Uh, and speed didn't matter. Uh, the challenge is those messages aren't coming across fast enough to applicants, and they may not be top of mind uh, in today's uh, job seekers. And so that speed to engagement is really, really critical. And I think one of the signs, Nicole, would be, for example, um, you know, a company who had just a strong local presence and was used to a traditional applicant flow uh, because of that. Uh, they're seeing a significant drop, number one, just because of kind of the, the conditions we have today. Number two, um, those uh, job seekers have so many other choices. They can go uh, take a gig job. They can work virtually for another organization around the globe. And, and so there's, there's some competition that wasn't there before. And so there's got to be uh, a move to not only speed, but creativeness and how that value proposition is being communicated um, early enough to, to an applicant that they're willing to invest whatever time it is to, to continue through the process. Um, as far as, you know, some things that, that employers can do, um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I mentioned this early, kind of removing non-essential steps, you know, things that don't have to be um, done in order to make a hiring decision. I mean, it's part of onboarding. Uh, oftentimes, it might have been easier in the past to try to do that all at one time, but try to separate that out. We'd also say, you know, number two, separate, you know, what we call kind of highly repeatable processes that oftentimes burden a hiring manager. And so there's some administrative type work that can be peeled off, separated, and oftentimes handed off to a different workforce uh, to process that. Uh, then your your top hiring managers or recruiters are really getting laser focused on, on folks who are in the funnel. Um, the third thing we'd say is, you know, and we talked about this in previous uh, podcasts around technology is kind of meet applicants where they're at. Um, you know, there's got to be a lot of information available to them, but also uh, they want to consume it quickly and easily. And so, uh, you know, we'll use, for example, uh, texting to, to just to do some basic screening where we might in the past have called and talked to someone, uh, asked them a handful of questions and then move them through the process. And it was part of a bigger overall interview. But now, you know, kind of breaking that up, allowing them to control part of that experience first before we engage with them. Uh, fourth thing would be to avoid a lot of this back and forth that happens, whether it's between systems or between people. Um, you know, if an applicant has to go 
out to another system, if they've got to go to their emails, part of the process, it can it can be pretty cumbersome. And again, the the odds of them dropping, or quite honestly, if technology isn't available, it can be a bad experience. Um, and then the great thing is, um, you know, all of these suggestions are uh, things that can be accomplished by partnering with an RPO. And um, and if this is just a handful of, of things that just really are uh, simple steps to kind of removing that friction, providing a better experience for the applicant. Uh, and then we would argue um, really improving your chances of making that hiring and bringing that person on. Well, you led right into what my next question was going to be there. So how is it that an RPO provider can help? What value can an RPO provider add? Well, let's take a couple of the ones that I mentioned, for example, um, you know, some highly repeatable processes that burden hiring managers. Um, oftentimes what, what we'll do is we'll be partnering with our, our, our clients to uh, do some of the initial screening that has to get done or the scheduling for them. And so we'll learn those processes and then ultimately implement technology to help uh, with that work. Um, we've got a global support team that supports our clients 24 seven. And so being able to break off some kind of uh, non-applicant facing work that has to be done and being able to uh, break that up and share it across the globe become, becomes pretty powerful. And so having that capability with an RPO company, we think is pretty important. Uh, and then as far as the technology goes, it's another good example. We're partnering with an RPO. If, uh, if, a, if an organization has made some investments and most of them have made some pretty big investments in some technologies, uh, they're not going to want to swap those out. And so having a, an RPO partner who can kind of blend in and um, you know, again, only install what pieces of technology need to be installed to make the process really, really effective. Uh, oftentimes, it's hard to do if, if um, somebody's trying to do that without an RPO partner. I know you've talked about technology quite a bit in this discussion today. Is there anything else that technology can add that we haven't discussed yet? Yeah, I think one thing I'd add here, because we've talked about a lot of the ways that technology can be used to enhance the applicant experience. But if I think about, you know, from a recruiter standpoint, an organization standpoint, obviously technology helps uh, first and foremost with managing those processes. But the second thing is around the data and just trying to understand um, how that data can be enabled uh, through uh, different technologies. And so we have uh, something called a Phoenix Analytics, which allows us to um, kind of get deeper into those funnel steps that I talked about and understanding uh, what's truly uh, impacting the operations for, for our clients. And so having technology that allows um, key leaders uh, to be able to make quick decisions, to, to be able to see kind of what's happening in real time and what's changing, to be able to adjust, um, to be able to prioritize uh, specific candidates, for example, through the process and accelerate them through. Um, we've got some technology called Diversity Boost, which allows us to partner with our clients in those areas uh, to ensure that they've got proper representation across those groups to, to support their strategies. Uh, and so those are a couple ways um, that, that we feel technology can have a real impact on, uh, on the overall uh, success of a talent acquisition organization within a company. 
Thank you. Well, those are most of the questions that I had today. But before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add or any thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I would say one thing is if, if organizations are thinking about, um, you know, RPO and, and just outsourcing it in general might seem a little bit scary. Uh, I would say just in the last handful of years, what we've learned, uh, some of the changes in, in our world um, have really made it a lot easier to explore these types of solutions. And, and uh, again, it might not be in a full scale solution, but might be in, in a partial uh, and I would just encourage, encourage folks to to have those conversations, to learn about what other organizations are doing, and um, to uh, just think about that applicant experience and how critical that is today. Well, that's a perfect spot to wrap up. Rick, thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Glad to be here. Take care now. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't cover today, you can send them our way. Just email us at marketing at peoplescout.com or you can find us on social media. Just search People Scout on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. To make sure you don't miss an episode, visit our website or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking Talent is a People Scout production, music by sound design through Shutterstock. <laughs>